This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the MarTech Podcast, hosted by Benjamin Shapiro, and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Ben's episodes are so awesome. They're under 30 minutes. They share stories with world-class marketers who use technology to generate growth and achieve business and career success. Ben is a great host. I've been on his show. He's been on my show. He always really digs down and gives you actionable stuff that you can take away and do. And he's always bringing up new stuff the science of advertising, how to figure out what to automate, just things that, that marketers are wrestling with today. Check it out. It's the MarTech Podcast. Find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is Jess Ekstrom. She's on a mission to help women tell and sell stories through writing and speaking. She's also the creator of an organization called Headbands of Hope. And she's also written a book called Chasing the Bright Side, Embrace Optimism, Activate Your Purpose, and Write Your Own Story. And let's just throw on top of it, she's also got some software called Bright Pages. So Jess, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. A lot of ground that we can cover here in your intro. I, I was, know, which uh, direction? Stuff. I want to start with, tell me just, I love just hearing entrepreneurial journeys. So how do you, how can you package yours up in a couple minute story? Since, oh uh, yeah, uh, I got you. So <laughs> I first started when I was in college, um, I was interning at Make-A-Wish and seeing a lot of kids that mm. would lose their hair to chemotherapy and they'd immediately be offered a wig or they'd be given a hat. And a lot of the kids weren't really concerned with, cover, with covering right. up their heads. They just wanted something to feel good after hair loss. And so I would see a lot of them wearing headbands. And I just thought it was such a cool gesture of confidence that they would, you know, just wear a headband. And so I went on to Google and I think I literally typed in like headbands for kids with cancer and nothing came up. And I call it like the dumbest, smartest moment of my life where, you know, being 19 years old, I was like, oh, I could tackle that. And so I started Headbands of Hope. For every headband sold, we donate one to a child with an illness. And the funny part that I haven't really shared a lot before is that the founder of Tom's Shoes, who's named Blake, not Tom, surprisingly, right. <laughs> was spoke at my school about a week prior. So after hearing him speak and hearing his story of starting his one-for-one -one model, I had that fresh on my mind and thought that maybe that could be me. And so unknowingly, I realized in that moment, the impact that storytelling and speakers can have on audiences as well. So I grew mm. Headbands of Hope and then eventually realized that the story of how Headbands of Hope started and the scrappy beginnings going to a million headbands donated was a really impactful product in itself. So I started speaking and writing and got book deals and all these amazing things and realized that there was not a lot of women out there doing the same thing. I would be the yeah. token woman on a panel or not a lot of women on the shelves that I wanted to see. So that's when I started Mic Drop Workshop, which is my online course and community to help women tell and sell their story. So there it is. That's my, my I don't know if it was two minutes, but I tried. <laughs> <laughs> no, so tell me where does head, Headbands of Hope stand today? Are you Is that still an active you know, e-commerce business that then has the one-for-one -one model? 
Yes, more yeah. more than active. Yeah. So Headbands of Hope is going extremely well. We just reached 1 million headbands donated, which is awesome. Yeah. But it was something that was like not fire right out of the gate. I was a one woman show sure. teaching myself everything. And so it was like just trying to use all the resources that yeah. I had. I would literally like hire college students to help me build my website and pay them in Chipotle burritos. And that was like (laughs) how I got started. And then using tools like Canva, where I had no graphic design experience, I couldn't, I didn't have the money to hire designers helping me create social media posts or banners Mm -hmm. for the website. It was really small beginnings that has come quite a long way. So you mentioned that that you're a token woman on a panel and, and I certainly see that it play out in large conferences and things of that nature. But I will say that there seems to be now an entire industry of women helping women mm-hmm. maybe take that to the next level. So what would you say is unique about your point of view? I saw Marie Forleo blurbed your book. She's obviously been doing similar model of having courses and teaching women, not exclusively women, but primarily women to, to, to start and run businesses. What would you say is unique about kind of your point of view that you're trying to bring to it? Yeah, I would say that with Mic Drop Workshop, it's really about helping figure out how your story can help people in their story. A lot of speaking courses out there, first of all, are not focused on women, and ours is exclusively for women or people who identify as that. And they force you to be an expert. What's that thing that that would name a library after you or something crazy? And the story, the the course starts with storytelling. And then we do something called moment to meaning where what are the moments in your life? How can you pull the meaning out out of them to teach to others? And I would say the other part of it too, is that speaking is one of the industries that can be highly collaborative and beneficial in, in that collaboration if you let it be. And so, you know, sometimes as thought leaders or entrepreneurs, you really want to compete. But with speaking, so much of my growth as a speaker has come from people referring me to gigs, other women saying, hey, I just spoke, Jess would be a great speaker. So in Mic Drop Workshop, we have a closed community for all the students who refer gigs um, after they've done them and uh, create that referral system. Yeah, no, I've experienced that over the years as well. And and if you think about it, if somebody has me speak at their conference, you know, probably going to be a couple of years before they want me back. So Exactly. Um, so you might so as well I, tee it up. Yeah. I tee it up. And I also, quite frankly, it's that whole reciprocation. Yeah, for sure. That, that what goes around comes around is exactly. like so true in speaking. <laughs> so let me push. I just want to hear a clear answer on this. I'm not debating it. But yeah. I want to push back a little bit on this idea of your workshops are for women. What's the difference between a woman storyteller, a woman speaker, and a man speaker or a man who's trying to go out there and, and tell stories? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. And I think that what we're trying to do with Mic Drop Workshop, making it exclusive for women is one, you know, I hate when people say safe space, but it really mm-hmm. is. It gives women the opportunity to go out there, share feedback, you know, test their keynote in a really safe environment where they don't feel like they might get, you know, pushed to the side or spoken over, or they just feel like everyone in here is on that same page. But the other thing that I've noticed too, is I've, you know, done some research around it with like, why aren't women getting the big keynote spots? Like what, what is that? And yes, there are like, opportunities for more women to be on the selection committees. 
But I think the other part of it is I was at this event once and they were talking about, you know, diversifying lineups. And this woman who's like the meeting planner for a huge corporation said, look, I want to book more women speakers. They're just not applying for like, I'm not just seeing them in the application. So I think a part of mic drop workshop that I want to teach is not just obviously the business side of speaking and telling your story, but how do you put your name in the hat even before you feel ready sometimes? There's so many studies that show that women won't apply for jobs unless they hit 100% of the qualifications and men will. And it's the same for speaking. And so there's a confidence factor to it that we're also tackling at the same time. Yes, men will definitely fake their way through it a lot a lot sooner. I'll, I'll give you that. So you don't do any men bashing in your communities, do you? No, not at okay, all. Good, and it's good, not good. like, no, you know, I, know. Just... <laughs> I think when you do women-focused work, some people might construe it as like anti-men. And that's yeah. not the case at all. It's just like, how can we use a community of women who aren't getting these gigs, who haven't been selected and come together and, and do that? But it's yeah. definitely not not anti-men at any cost. I, I have four daughters. I, you know, I, <laughs> oh, I, you got I your joke, hands full. Yeah, I, I joke sure. all the time. Yeah. Know. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor. I talk a lot about tools and strategies to track customer loyalty and satisfaction, whether it's predicting consumer behavior or diagnosing the many what's, how's, and why's of marketing. The HubSpot CRM platform has customizable solutions to help your business go from why not to what's next. I love all things duct tape, as you know, except for when it comes to a CRM platform. Many CRM platforms are either over-engineered or clunky and unreliable, costing you more time and money than they're worth. A HubSpot CRM platform means that you have purpose-built solution that's tailored to your business and your business alone. So whether you're just getting started or looking for a robust system, HubSpot is flexible and customizable, meaning it scales and grows as you do. With new features like business units, association labels, permission sets, and more, HubSpot admins can tailor their accounts like never before. And now with sandboxes, admins have access to a production-like account, allowing them to test, iterate, and experiment without risk. Learn more about how you can customize your CRM platform with HubSpot at HubSpot.com. So what I love to ask entrepreneurs this too, what's been your, what's been the hardest for you? What's been your struggle? I would say, I mean, during the pandemic, there was a lot of pivoting, like a lot of businesses had to do. But to add another layer on it, my husband and I had recently moved into an Airstream trailer and had been traveling around the country. What started as a book tour, and then we just stayed in it. And so being able to be connected with my team, who's all over the country, was a struggle. And so using things that are collaborative, different softwares, again, like Canva, when we were working on a new lookbook for fall for all the stores or working on different social media posts, being able to have those collaborative features where we're not in an office has been really helpful. But additionally, I would say, and I touched on this before, one of the blessings and the curse of being an entrepreneur is you really have this uh, something in your brain that tells you it's not enough. And no matter what you do, no matter how, how many podcast downloads you have, no matter how many headbands you sell or books you sell, you always feel like there's more in you, which can be great because that's a fuel to your hustle. But it can also be really detrimental to just like your, 
mental health and like sure. how you feel about yourself. Nothing and, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I think that that's, you know, additionally a struggle that's, that's tough for me is I like having my hustle muscle on and always wanting to do better. But then it's like, when, when is the time where you say good job, you know, that's yeah. something that's sometimes hard to do yourself. No, no, no question. Entrepreneurs uh, tend to uh, always be looking at the horizon rather than looking at back behind them and seeing how far they've come. Exactly. Yeah. So, so let me ask you an age question. How has you started at a very young age? Has that been, have you felt ever that that's held you back or have you felt that that's actually been a real positive sort of strength for you? That's, that's a good question. Um, I would say in the beginning, I was naive to the point of a benefit. I was like, yeah, oh, sure. no problem. I can start a headband company. I had no idea what, you know, a PL was. I didn't couldn't even spell entrepreneur. And I think not having mo the mo data. Most people actually can't spell entrepreneur. Yeah. So <laughs> I was going to okay. say, I still can't really spell it. Not going <laughs> to lie to you, John. But um, I would say not having like the data was really great yeah. for my fearless leaping and yeah. just saying, yeah, like I can do it. Yeah. And then um, also just your energy level. Like, I don't know what I was on, but I, the amount of things that I could get done in a day was, um, you know, limitless. And then now, um, you know, having the data and real and having these life experiences that you can pull from and saying, you know, this might not work because of this, um, can be harder because you're leaning more on strategy than, than gut instinct. Yeah. Um, so I definitely like anytime I speak at schools or colleges, I'm like, you're in the biggest do over period of your life. Like, even if you start a business and it utterly fails, um, you have more information than you did before. Sure. Um, and you're more qualified to go after a job or whatever it is you want to do next after having done that. Yeah. So there's definitely pros and cons to both, but I'm definitely pro start young just for yeah. the learning experience. At most. Right. Absolutely. Because, uh, um, you know, I hate to say, but those books don't contain the lessons that you learn when you start trying to do it, do they? Exactly. <laughs> so it's funny you had, a, I, I want to highlight a, something that you kind of said was that if you'd have known how hard it was, you might not have done it. Yeah, um, for sure. I think, I think about that all the time. I think that's a real benefit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you ever feel like that if you had known what you were in for? I never, I never really do, but that's, uh, I've been doing this for 30 years and I've, I, I love it still. So yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that, I don't know that I would. I mean, I'm kind of the same with you. I never feel like I, I know, know when it'll be done or I'll be done. You know, it's, I'm always, mm -hmm. there's gotta be better, more ways to do stuff, but I'm, I'm having too much fun to really worry about it. That's awesome. You've developed some software. Um, that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's going from shipping headbands to developing software is a bit of a leap. How, uh, how, what was your process for doing that? I'm assuming you yeah. aren't a programmer yourself and you had to go, I wish the world had X and then got it done. Yeah. I think if there's one policy that I live by, it's create what you wish existed. And yeah. I think that's the most simple way that we can approach entrepreneurship. So during the pandemic, you know, like I said, everything was upside down. And uh, I found the thing that was really helpful for me was writing. And when I was yeah. writing Chasing the Bright Side, and I had a manuscript deadline. I had I had to write every day. Like I had right. a certain amount of words. And it was probably the healthiest headspace I've ever been in. And also clearest on what my priorities were, what I wanted to do. 
and realize that there's like a lot of science behind yeah. journaling. Yeah. I mean, yes. your head can only hold seven pieces of information at a time. And so it really gives a way to download and digest what's going on and also set goals and what you want to do. Um, but I found that the journals out there, whether it was online or tangible, like physical journals were mm. very like gratitude driven and yeah. very um, introspective, which, you know, I can appreciate, but that's not what I need every day. I wanted a journal that helped me pursue the things that I wanted to create. And so, um, again, you know, same thing, typing headbands for kids with cancer into Google. It's something that I couldn't find. And so I started Bright Pages, but we're actually going to um, be rebranding to Prompted. Um, and we're the first and only journal to create what we call prompt pathways. So you can select a topic, um, a goal, whatever it is you're interested in, and get prompts based on that. So if someone of your listeners wanted yeah. to start a pathway, they could take John's pathway of how to start a podcast and get mm. journaling questions mm. guiding That's them through awesome. that. Yeah. So do you have contributors that are contributing those uh, yeah. those pathways, so to speak? Oh, that's awesome. They're all created by guides. It's really cool. We have anyone from, we have like an NBA coach on there. We have someone who has their own like Netflix show. We have oh. podcasters, thought leaders from all over um, creating these pathways. And they're anywhere from like seven to 21 prompts. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what's the future hold then for you? That's a good question, John. Um, <laughs> ask myself that every morning, but... You know, I think I want to do things and you you hit on this, which I love and not a lot of people talk this way, but like, I want to do things that are fun to me. You know, I think life is too short to not enjoy what you do. And I've definitely gotten involved in some things in the past where, you know, the the, the price tag that I would get from it looked really good and yeah. it looked good on paper, but it just wasn't fun for me. Yeah, And so I think I'm really grateful to be at a point in my career pretty early on where I have the privilege and the luxury of choice as to what I do next. And the things that I know I love doing are writing and speaking and helping women do the same or, or just really unheard voices. There's so much, mm -hmm. so much stats out there with like women of color, not getting sure. gigs. And so I really want to figure out how can I use what I've created and help change the, who holds the microphone. So tell people how they can find out more about any of your various ventures. I know they can start at your namesake homepage, but go ahead and invite people to connect with you any way you wish. So And, and yes. tell us the name of your dog too, by the way. I was going to say, the, the, I was like, of course the mailman came by right then. Um, my dog's name is Ollie, uh, wow, seven, awesome. 70 pound standard poodle. But if my husband was on the call, he would say, oh, he's like a man's poodle, though. You, know, you can't just say standard poodle. Um, so, yeah, I would love to hear from you. You can head to my Instagram at Jess underscore Ekstrom. And uh, same with my website, JessExtrom.com. If you want to learn more about Mic Drop, you can go to MicDropWorkshop.com and BrightPages.com. I think awesome. that's it. Jess, yeah. thanks for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll run into you and your Airstream someday out there on the road. I would love that. Thanks, John. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to share this show. Feel free to give us reviews. You know, we love those things. Also, did you know that we had created training, marketing training for your team? If you've got employees, if you've got a staff member that wants to learn a marketing system, how to install that marketing system in your business, 
Check it out. It's called the Certified Marketing Manager Program from Duct Tape Marketing. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that tab that says Training for Your Team.